We open with Roslyn and Blaze. Y'all are inside of the Kerbler Pixie Baking Tree. Blaze, you are in snooze town, baby. You are fast asleep in a chair. You just had a delicious cookie. You're feeling cozy and comfortable. Me, 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 me. me. <laughs> oh my God. And Roslyn, you are having an equally delightful experience while your work associate, as you established recently, um, <laughs> is snoozing. You are surrounded by vicious, bloodthirsty pixies who want to bake you both into cookies. There are dozens of them around you, and Papa Pixie, or sorry, Papa Kerbler is standing above Blaze with that chocolate-filled needle. Roll initiative, you two. Now, do I have to because I'm unconscious? I assume the answer is still yes. The answer is still yes. Sleep! (laughs) That is a 15. Fuck my fucking life. Anyway, that's an 18 for initiative. Rosalind, as mentioned, you are surrounded by these pixies. They are bearing in on you with their toothy, jagged grins. They're chuckling in these creepy little pixie words. <laughs> I'm going to bake you into a cookie. <laughs> it's your turn. What are you doing? Girl, help. Blaze is projecting the vibe of girl help. Blaze is projecting the vibe of I'm in snooze town. Yeah, Blaze is unconscious. Yeah, they sure are. Girl help. Uh, Yeah, Papa Keebler. Fuck. Papa Kerbler needs to make a dexterity saving throw because Rosalind is going to cast Create Bonfire. Oh, all righty. Uh, that is going to be a, hold on, let me do a map, a 17. Mm, yeah, all right. That being said. The, the fire still lights, though, and we're in a tree, so. I was going to say, yeah. You know. Pa- Papa Kerbler f- flies up above it with these, like, spidery pixie wings. Terrifying. Um, They're, like, so thin and gossamer-like. Uh, as he hovers above the fire that you've just created. And you watch as like the wood underneath it groans and creaks slightly because exactly like you said, you're in a giant wooden treehouse tower. And while it is a bakery, the fires are all contained to ovens. And if they're not contained to ovens, well, I guess you'll find out. But he does dodge that attack. So you thought you could burn us down. I mean, is that is that it? Do you have anything else to say? Oh, I mean, I was kind of hoping to engage in dialogue and then, you know, like, I be mean and then you be mean and we fight and it's fun and we have a conversation. We don't talk to to many people. For me to really have a dialogue with you, we would have to be on equal terms and... You're below me, I understand. Oh, sure. Okay. That's that's fine. We, We can go with that if you want. Oh, okay, um... Yeah, well, I mean, you're both literally and metaphysically below me. I'm kind of hovering, but um, well, I'm going to stab your friend now. Uh, yeah, if you do that, I'm going to take out your fucking neck. So well, go go for it. See how uh, it goes. Up a Kerbal just kind of shrugs at you and then stabs Blaze with let, the chocolate needle. You're just going to let him stab me? You're made out of fire. I thought you were going to say you're made out of meat. Blaze. He is still going to have to roll to hit you. He does get advantage because you are unconscious. Yeah, of course. Uh, asleep. Wait, no, is that the rule of unconscious? Whoa, shit, now I'm, hold on. Yeah, it is advantage on unconscious creatures, not just that they auto hit. Sorry, I just wanted to confirm that. Um, you are unconscious, Blaze, which means the Papa, Papa Kerbler does get advantage, but not an automatic hit. First attack misses. He uh, strikes down in like the heat from the bonfire that Roslyn created, sends his wings floating. He kind of misses. He spins around. What's your AC? 27. I'm What's kidding. That? It's 14. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, I missed a step or two. If you no, I, I'm kidding. It's 14. <laughs> Roslyn, you watch in horror as this giant chocolate syringe is plunged into the unconscious Blaze's stomach. Blaze, you are in a magical sleep, but even through that, you feel a piercing pain in your gut as this chocolate serum is unloaded into you. I hate it so much. That's not, if listen, if something's being unloaded in Blaze, they do not want it to be that. 
Thanks for that mental image, Goblin. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. I hate you. Uh, will you please I go know. ahead and make a... In response to this, you did just take damage. Will you please make a constitution saving throw? Yep. Okay. Let's use the, the pretty shiny dice. Uh, okay. Um, beep, 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 beep. Sorry, I'm doing math. Oh, my constitution is plus three, so that is going to be a 15. A 15 hits the DC. You are no longer unconscious. You do still take damage from this as well, though. Yes. Uh, please go ahead and take eight damage. Uh, piercing Ow. damage. Ouchies. Ross, you watch as Blaze wakes with a start. This giant needle still, like, fully, it's fully in your abdomen, for the record. Um, and Blaze, it is your turn now. No, I like abdominal better. Me too. <laughs> I made a goof. Don't be mean to me. But that's what friends are for. We make fun of you when you make goofs. You wake with a gasp. It is your turn. You are impaled and surrounded by um, carnivorous pixies who want to bake you into a cookie. Rosalind is behind you, no you and that they're carnivorous. They could just want to feed other people meat. They could be strict That's vegetarians. That's a good point. We don't know. That is a good point. We do that not know. A, but right, based on their judge. teeth structure. No, Al, based on their teeth structure, if they were plant eaters, they would have flat horse-like teeth. But because <laughs> they if, have like the face. Not if they implies... strip the bark off of trees. Oh, they would need Lord. sharp teeth to strip them. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying, Piper, about the elf, sorry, the pixie stabbing me? With a giant needle. It's your turn. What do you do? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> Blaze is smart. They know you don't. Well, no, Blaze is not smart. First, they're going to um, question for you. Is interacting with an object a bonus action or an action? Uh, you get a free object interaction up to a certain point. It's DM's discretion, depending on what you're trying to do. Cool. Want to yoink this out of me? The yeah, that's, that's a, I'm, I'm going to say that's a free action. You are going to take stabbed. damage from removing it, though. Yeah, I, I figured. Um, but my fear is that if it remains inside of my body, then I will be turned into chocolate. More so than I already am. It might be too late. Oh, it's almost certainly too late. I'm going to yoink it anyways and then attempt Absolutely. to stab the pixie. Absolutely. You pull it. You it. pull the giant syringe out of you. Uh, please take another eight damage. Oh, ow. <laughs> um, and as you pull it out, a little bit of chocolate leaks out of kind of your ch- your um stomach where it was injected. And you see a very empty syringe in your hands. Ah, beans. Fuck. Also, right. Rachel, you got any more healing? I have two points oh. of healing left to help me. Oh, oh. Shrimp's <laughs> still there. The shrimp's still there. Yeah, it hasn't been an hour yet. You still have the, sh- the yeah, um, um, also, little crabula, no. I believe was the name. She would not still, he, I, I feel like I keep changing the, this shrimp has many genders. Gender fluid anyway, shrimp. Gender shrimp fluid genders. shrimp. Gender shrimp fluid genders. shrimp is not still here because that is a concentration spell and I have cast another spell since then. I thought uh, you if just it's not cast spell? two concentration. Yeah, if, if it's another, it's if it's another non-concentration spell, you're fine. Oh, okay. So then, yes, shrimp is still here. And I'm going to say it has been within a minute. Yeah, because uh, no. there's that time limit, but time is weird um, in D and D. Wait, I also want to. How close is Papa Pixie? Papa Keb Kerbler. I was about to say Kepler, and I knew that was wrong. That's space. Yeah, I know that space. We're a different podcast. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna roll. How far away? Wait. How far away is he? Because I want to stab him. But if he's do you want me to give? I'll just shoot him. Um, it's my turn. Yes, and at the start of your turn is when you get the healing. Oh, then yes, give me help. So that's okay. I can wait. This is why you don't piss All off right. healers. This is a four. <laughs> Thank you. you get four health back. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Papa Kerbal. Would be amazing if one of you took healing for once? I'm no. a fighter. I can't do shit. No, yeah, I like- I'm a murder hobo and I also heal people. I, yeah, um, I prefer to be a murder hobo too much. 
I'm Talon with Liam. has second wind, so that's not nothing. Um, but I can also Warlocks have zero healing spells. I also and I'm a, a rogue. Chef. Unless stabbing someone with a knife heals them, I can't. I can't. I'm just throughout. Y'all could always buy healing potions. That's a thing. Oh, that's true. But we have a, a lovely friend. Anyways, uh, is he within stabbing distance, or do I need to shoot him with my crossbow or move? Uh, he is within stabbing distance. He is literally like flying above you, essentially, um, Great, because he just stabbed cool. you with a giant chocolate syringe. Yeah, I want to stab him with my rapier. Going to stab this bitch back. All right. How does it feel? Um, that is a 12 plus 3 plus 2, which is a 15. How does it feel to uh, get stabbed? 12 Seven plus 3 plus 2 is a 17, yes. Which hits. <laughs> Great. And I say, how does it how does it feel? Oh. This was not worth the cookie. It's not very good if you ask me. Well, it's going to get worse. And I roll damage, which is um, 8 damage. Oh, shit. Yeah. Papa Kerbler takes 8 damage as your rapier pierces up into him. Um... Stab that little bitch boy. He lets out a groan. And as you do, he starts, you know, after he moans in pain, he starts to chuckle and just, (laughs) how does that feel? And looking at your hand, you do see that it is slowly transforming into a chocolate. Yep, 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 yep. Totally tracks, totally tracks. (laughs) Actually, as a power, no, I'm not going to do that. I was about to say, as a power move, Blaze is going to bite off one of their fingers. But then I was like, no, I have to deal with the consequences of those actions. Rosalind, it is your turn. The infection seems to have picked up speed. It is spreading faster and faster through your body. And you feel more flexible. You feel, you feel more and more life. Uh, and you realize you are rapidly transforming into a licorice druid. The cat is out of the bag, much like how uh, Talon is now in their gummy form and has uh, was sent a special little set of abilities. You now have uh, some pros and cons with your new licorice form, which I have just sent to you. Uh, okay. You will have advantage. I'm just going to read this out loud. You'll have advantage on dexterity moves. Uh, your reach increases by five feet and you gain uh, the thorn whip ability, uh, except it's a licorice whip. However, you have disadvantage on both strength and constitution saving throws in your licorice form. And it is your turn. Hmm. Well, there's something in this factory that gives Gorbo Gronk, Gronk the ability to turn anything into candy just automatically. We have to find it and destroy it, and then we will return to our normal selves, hopefully. So Rosalind is pretty pissed off at this point. Blaze has been stabbed. This stupid pixie thing thinks that it's better than her. And, you know, her her little goose and her little shrimp are not having a good time. They came here to party with some pixies, and it's not, it's not really happy. So she starts to walk towards uh, Papa Kerbler with her arm upraised and says to Blaze, Get out of my way. And Rosalind calls lightning. Oh, boy. Can Blaze get out the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you going to kill me? No, I have uncanny dodge. If I ever think. there was a time to use it. <laughs> yeah, so they have okay. to roll a... No, it's okay. I Because I get to choose where the lightning lands. So Rosalind is going to call lightning. Fuck, I could have used uncanny to... dodge on... Sorry. Rosalind is going to call lightning to five feet to the other side of Papa Kerbler, like away from Blaze. Okay, absolutely. Uh, He has to make a dexterity saving throw. uh, Yes, he does. He'll take half on a save. Yes. Um, All righty. It's dexterity, you said? It is dexterity, yes. Okay. Pixies have a plus five to dexterity uh, based on the stat sheet I pulled up. That being said, what is your DC? Oh, my spell save DC? What is a spell save DC? Yep. Uh, 14. All right. So 10 or higher and he saves. Otherwise, or sorry, 9 or higher and he saves. Otherwise, he takes 3d10 
lightning damage, which is not good for a pixie. That's a two. Go ahead Great. and roll that damage. All right. 20 lightning damage. Papa Kerbler is laughing at Blaze's rapidly onsetting chocolate transformation. Just, <laughs> uh, and does not notice storm clouds gather at the ceiling of this room behind him that begin to growl and grumble with thunder. Electricity twists and crackles across this cloud before gathering in the center and dropping out from the sky with a ferocious speed, striking him. And Blaze, your um your rapier is on the other side of him. It almost acts like a lightning rod. It pulls the lightning through Papa Kerbler. And you watch as electricity jolts through him out his wings, which singe and burn up, and he drops to the ground, writhing. 20 is enough to outright kill Papa Kerbler. Good. Yeah, Ro- Roslyn is not pulling punches. This is a now, fatality. Now, yeah, I have no, a that... question. Yeah? Were there any other pixies in the vicinity of that? Oh, yeah, there were dozens of them in this room, so... Um... Yeah, no, Roslyn is going to turn and look at the other one, say, does anyone else want to go? Uh, I rolled for the group. They do make that save, which means they take half damage, which is 10. Well, it's only people who are within five feet. Ex- oh, it's only five feet? Yeah. Still, there were still other pixies there. Um, some of them okay. take damage. They all look at you, look back at what is now basically a pile of smoking ashes and a and a baker's hat, and they growl and sneer, and their faces grow more twisted, and they begin to swarm around y'all. Oh, does a 23 hit both of your ACs? No, actually, my AC yeah. is 24. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a 14 before. It hasn't changed. But I'm going to use uncanny dodge on whatever they're hitting me with. Uh, it is They are biting and slashing at you in this just cloud of pixie fury that is cycling around you almost like a tornado. Uh, will you both take eight damage? Mm. Uh, I have used my uncanny dodge, which is when an attacker hits you with an attack, I can, uh, I can use my reaction to have the damage against me. Uh, no, it doesn't. So you would take four. Cool. I am unconscious. Wait, four damage? Yes, four is half of eight. <laughs> okay, great. I'm not unconscious. I have two hit points. Fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. You both notice that this baking tree, which was you know, bright and welcoming when you first arrived is getting darker and darker. And it's not because the pixies are swarming and angry. Uh, they didn't change the environment. It's because Rosalind set a bonfire moments ago and it is spreading and smoke is beginning to fill the space that you are in. There's the open door behind you and the pixies around you. Um, Blaze, it is your turn. Mm, there's more fire. Yes, the, fire. the baking tree is very on fire at this point. Very on fire, you say. I'm just trying to decide if more fire would help. At this point, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. Um, well, because I, I think, yeah, what I want to do, I'm going to cast, um, can only do this once per long rest, but I am going to cast Burning Hands. Um, and I'm going to, the door, I'm going to like turn so that I can, so that I'm blasting through the pictures that are blocking the door so that we can get out um because blaze doesn't feel great um absolutely so let's see okay so each creature in a 15 foot cone must make a dexterity saving crow throw not a crow um it's three <laughs> dexterity saving crow and so uh-huh. 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one Fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. All righty. Oh, that's a nine. Great. That's a fail. Yeah, that's you, a fail. Blaze, your hands ignite in fire. Um, you notice the chocolate start dripping down your forearms as they do. Um, and you feel pain as this fire generates, but you still manage to shoot it off and separate the pixies. Um, it ignites the floorboards uh, between it, and you have this basically like little path of fire separating on, like, um, sorry, not path. You have these like railings of fire blocking like the off sea. the pixies. 
Also, they take 13 damage. Oh, yeah. They're dam- some of the pixies are damaged, but they are still ferocious. This swarm is massive. Um, but it then, does give y'all yeah. the opportunity to escape if you so, or to get out of the burning uh, baking. Yeah, tray. yeah. I want to grab Rosalind's hand and like with my, are both of my hands chocolate now? Uh, yes, both of your hands are chocolate. Guy, guy. Because I was going to say, oh, I grab her with my non-chocolate hand. But if they're both chocolate, I'm just going to grab Rosalind and we are hands. getting out of here. Rosalind, a chocolate gooey hand grabs yours and pulls you out of the crowd. Uh, y'all are racing towards the door. As you blaze, you feel more and more of your body turning into chocolate, uh, starting from your hands, working the right up your forearms. You're running and you're running and you're melting a little bit from the heat of this fire, almost deforming slightly. And as you get outside to the fake night, the melting stops and you are fully chocolate now. And I'm going to send you your little. Great. Now I do have a request, which is, can I be, because I am a fire genasi, can I be ruby chocolate? Which Ooh. is red. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Hell yeah. Thank you. Love that. Where are you sending it? Spicy Discord? chocolate. Uh, yes, I'm going to send it on Discord and then I'll read it out loud. With the chocolate, you actually get two forms. You have the form of a bunny, which gives you advantage on acrobatics rolls, and the form of an egg, which gives you plus two to AC for an attack. It is a reaction. It also gives you vulnerability to fire damage, uh, and you take damage when you use fire attacks. I hate you. Why have you given this to me, the pyromaniac <laughs> of the group? Oh I think God. that's why. I have no idea. I'm shocked. Too. Absolutely. You spill out into the night. The pixies Literally. are swarming behind you, and they burst out from the doorway to the baking tree as it begins to crack and fall and go up in smoke with flames igniting this room, defying the, the pseudo night around you. You begin to run for that door. Pixies hot on your trail. They are swarming. And it seems like an impossible number of them are emerging from the tree. And then a rumbling fills the room. It's quiet at first, but growing louder and louder and louder until it's deafening. Any pieces of the baking tree that were still up fall and collapse in on themselves. Smoke billows upward from this collapsed structure. Both y'all and the pixies freeze for a moment as this rumbling gets even closer, the earth shaking around you. And suddenly the wall closest to your fight bursts open, shards of the wall raining down like shrapnel around you. And emerging from the dust, you see Mordai, Talon, and a massive pitcher of liquid who looks at y'all and screams, Who's got the thirsties? Oh, I hate it. Oh, God. (laughs) I hate it. Howdy, folks. Piper, your DM here. Hope you're enjoying our fantabulous factory story arc so far. Believe it or not, this is the penultimate episode of this story arc. There's just one more after this, and, oh, boy, the finale is a doozy, so I cannot wait for y'all to get to that. I won't take too long with this commercial break. Uh, Just a few small things for y'all. First off, thank you all so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. It's always awesome to see folks interacting with us or trying to explain what type of pant I was thinking of a couple of weeks ago. Jalopy pants are a thing, apparently, but not what I was thinking of. If you're enjoying the show um, and have a friend and you're like, oh, hey, you like D&D or you might like this show, we always appreciate you all giving us a shout out, recommending us. Um, You know, we don't pay to advertise, so word of mouth really is so, so amazing for us. Um, if you don't follow us on social media already, you always can do that as well. You can follow us at on Twitter at Rolled Realms. You can tweet about the show using the hashtag RRTF or alternatively hashtag Rolled Realms. Or you can follow us on Tumblr at RolledRealmsPodcast.tumblr.com. If you have magic items or thoughts about the show, you can always email us directly as well at RolledRealms at gmail.com. We love hearing from y'all. It is so cool to see folks interacting with the show, and we always appreciate it. I've always wanted to do this, but if you tweet about the show using one of those two hashtags I mentioned earlier, I would love to uh, include some names for NPCs. Not that Tibble's Tablecloth wasn't an amazing NPC name, but it'd be really cool to include kind of that listener element to it. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I really think it's just picking up from here, so I'm so excited to let y'all get back to the show. Hope you enjoy the rest of your time in the frontier.
Oh, Fuck God. yeah. Oh, no. We all oh, have no. so little health. I know. I know. I mean, I'm chocolate, and I'm vulnerable to fire, which I was previously immune to, or not vulnerable <laughs> to, whatever. But there you are. The four of y'all have finally been reunited at last after so long of being lost in this factory. And it is caught between a swarm of angry, angry pixies that want to just bake you into cookies. Come on, let them bake you into cookies. And a massive glass and liquid being known as the Cruel-Aid Man. Now I've got an idea. What if we sick them on each other? That's just what I was thinking. <gasps> Same hat. Same hat. <gasps> that is in character and it makes, I, like I'm assigning that in character. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Well, I mean, if it's in character, we don't have the same hat. We are not wearing hats. Blaze did not wear the top hat. They no, but we it. say it out loud. But we say the word <laughs> same hat. We say, It's a meme. It's just a meme that's carried over. It's universal. No one knows why or how. Yeah, it is universal. The one constant across the multiverse. Now, I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness and don't plan to, so no spoilers. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I hope to never see it. Now that the four of you are all together again, we're combining the initiative order from your individual fights. Um, Blaze just went, which means it is the Cruel Aid Man's turn. He is going to look at the four of y'all and go, I've got to quench some thirst. Uh, and he's going to, instill in that blue form, charge up another uh, chromatic orb. This time an icy blue ball forms between his hands and he launches it, Talon, Oh, thank God. You watch. <laughs> Yay. I have two hit points. I would die. Talon, you watch as this icy sphere gets closer and closer. And as it approaches you, the air itself seems to chill around you before it slams into you. Hell yeah. That's one How way much? to cool down. <laughs> How much damage? Tell me if I'm dead to... or not. I'm rolling it now. I don't uh, like that how is... many dice they're rolling. That is going to be 14 damage. Yeah, I'm dead. No, you're unconscious. You all No, I died. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm out. I'm out. I'm someone else. (laughs) Wait, maybe, guys, maybe this is one of those fights that we have to lose. So that we Yeah, I don't think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, try it out. (laughs) I really don't think this is it, fam. Talent falls unconscious. And she sort of bounces off the ground because she's made out of gummy and it's a little bouncy. As you watch Talon collapse, and honestly, it probably would be a little comedic if it wasn't a possible glimpse at all of your futures. Talon is unconscious. Talon, it is actually your turn next. Go ahead and roll that death saving throw for me. Fuck yeah, I do. A three. That's a failure. Oh no. That is one in the fail column. Rosalind, it is your turn. Uh, Your groups have been reunited. The Baking tree is long gone thanks to your bonfire. On one side of you, you have the swarm of pixies. On the other, you have the Cruel-Aid Man. Next to you is an unconscious Talon and a barely surviving uh, Blaze and Mordai. What are you doing? So Roslyn is going to run herself near Talon. Pick up... Oh my god, what did I say? Their name was... A uh, little... little Crabacious? No, Crabula, was... little Crabula. Crabula, thank you. Pick up little Crabula and toss her towards Talon. But as she does, since it's probably been about a minute, she's going to recast Healing Spirit at a third level spell slot so that we are going to roll 2d6 of healing instead of one. Ooh. So little Crabula is going to collide with Talon and give her, wow, that wasn't helpful. Thanks, Dice. (laughs) Four points of healing. Nice. This this midnight blue and star-dotted mantis shrimp swims through the air with grace before colliding on the unconscious Talon's chest. And it almost like splatters and spreads around Talon for a second before a healing glow takes over. It reforms on the chest. Talon, you get those hit points back and you are no longer uh, unconscious. Uh, you do not have to make I any more. You have been saved. Points. 
amazing. Fuck yeah. Uh, it is the Pixie's turn. They are going to swarm around all of you, Cruel-Aid Man included. Can we pit them against each other? You can, can certainly get the Pixies to drown in the Cruel-Aid Man. You can certainly try. <laughs> I mean, they're attacking him right now. Uh, does a 15 hit all of y'all's ACs? Yes. Well, oh, wait, it ties. Oh, it ties. So, yes. I yes, but uncanny dodge. Yes. Okay, so it hits all of y'all, including the Cruel-Aid Man? Yes, but I Fantastic. give me half damage. Of course. Please. Thank you. I'm dying, Squirtle. <laughs> Probably going to die anyways, but that's okay. I have backup characters. <laughs> well, good for Don't you. Don't tell Piper. <laughs> uh, all of y'all take nine damage, except for Blaze, who only takes four. Yeah, I'm, I'm still unconscious. Right back out. I'm still unconscious. Ooh, I am also <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we all out? I mean, I'm at zero hit points, friends. Same. <laughs> oh shit. No, no, Piper. You broke it. You bought it. You broke it. You buy it. Yeah. So here's the thing that does also <laughs> take the Cruel Aid Man out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's convenient. Um. Here's the thing about this, guys. We are surrounded by cannibal pixies who will eat us. So, I mean, I made a licorice now, so. Oh no! I may have I've got it, y'all. Don't worry. Oh no! Okay. Oh no! Okay. Where's Carol? Carol, save us! I don't want Carol anywhere near us, frankly. Oh, don't worry. The pixies swarm around you, biting and clawing at you. The cruel man tries to swat them down, but they, in a swarm, just latch onto him biting and clawing until the glass that contains his 607.6 gallons shatters spilling out um red liquid along upon the sugar grass you all try to fight back but it is simply too much for you as they bite and claw and tear through your new forms and all four of you go unconscious and the last thing you hear as you drop from consciousness is a squeaky wheel and some boinging. God fucking damn it. God fucking no. damn it. You all awake in a little closet on a cot jammed together with Rymo the rhyming robot. I guess we can't kill him now. Fuck. I happened to be going down the hall and saw the fate that befell you all. I still uh, hate him. Rymo, what happened to the Pixies? As head of HR, I did what was right and sent them all packing off into the night. Wait, did you fire them? I fired them with severance, two weeks' pay. Okay, okay well, good. That, on, that, they, may be, they may be evil creatures, but they do deserve their severance and two weeks' pay. That's true. They'll find another now, job Rymo, and you'll live another day. Beautiful. Oh, God, that worked really well. Well... Um, now I have got a question. Does this count as a long rest? Please. I think so. Uh, this does not know. <laughs> a short, short rest? rest? Nope. Being unconscious <laughs> doesn't count. What's it our doesn't. health? Yeah, what uh, is our been, health then? Y'all have all been revived to one HP at this moment. What's our health oh, right now? One each? One. Nice. One. Okay. Awesome. Rymo has helped you and will help you some more. I'll help heal you up and finish the tour. That rhymed. Now, that Rhymo, that was a stretch. That was a stretch. No, no, it counts. It counts. It's, it's not even a slant rhyme. It's still pretty good. Rhymo sighs like, a robot. No, no more tour. <laughs> Rhymo lets out a robotic sigh and just goes, I'm so tired of rhyming, I'd like to quit. But my contract's airtight. There's no wiggle room in it. Okay, that was more of a stretch, actually. No, I thought that was better. But also, actually. I think the stretch of the rhyme sort of conveys the suffering of being in a That's contractual true. rhyming situation. So, <laughs> From a literary perspective, it works very well. This yeah. conversation is in character. Very Gottfried Ben type things going on. Rhymo, this place is evil. That's not a question. It's just a statement. No, it's not. It's a true fact, Rhymo. This place is evil. We'd like you to help us destroy it. We've interacted now, with automatons like you in the past. We will stand up for your rights and your unionization and 
dissolve your contract, but this whole factory has to fucking go. I'm happy to help. If it means I'll be free, I'll take you to fight. Please defeat he. <laughs> Rymo points to a picture of Gorbo Gronk on the wall. <laughs> no, that works. That works. That yep. works, and it's so I good. It. It's good. We love you, Piper. We really do. I'm head of HR, but Gronk doesn't care. He shuts me away and keeps me quite scared. Oh my god. I feel so bad for you. I can't tell if that was sarcastic or not. I don't or, think it or was. Or whether it was directed towards Rymo or Piper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Column a, little column B. So, okay. So I can't ask this because Talon doesn't know. But maybe Rymo knows what, what Gorbo Gronk found that was his power. Well, hold on. Hold on. Glaze and Roslyn. Um... Wait, hold on. Did Roslyn? Oh, right. Roslyn read it aloud. Read aloud, yeah. So Blaze did uh, listen. So we can ask and be like, um, so Blaze is going to turn to uh, Frymo and go, um, <clears throat> so uh, look, we, we, it's obvious now that this factory is powered by uh, something deeply magical. And my best guess is that it's something that has the power to turn anything into candy automatically without going through the candification process, like, you know, science cooking. Do you happen to know what that is? Like what powers the factory? Is it those little weird guys that are not Goompa Loompas? The Gronk Gronkawankas are creations of Gronk. Who is? Please quiet that goose. I can't stand its honk. Notably, oh, the goose is going to look silent. real offended. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bonky Notably, honks Honky, so much louder. Bonky actually was silent up until now and now starts honking out of offense. It's just that <laughs> he couldn't think of anything else to, to say. Reach over and go like, shh, it's okay. Yeah, that was definitely not a reaction to reality of the situation. That was just Rymo trying to rhyme. <laughs> it's okay, baby. It's a contractual obligation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did he answer my question? I couldn't hear. I was busy laughing. Uh no. Uh I as your DM am trying to think of how to rhyme the answer. <laughs> oh yeah, I figured. Uh, don't worry, I will wait for my answer. Go look up your rhyming dictionary. Oh, this is off the top of the dome, baby. Hey Rymo, does your contract allow you to rhyme back and forth with people? Like if you start a couplet, can I finish it? Oh no, that's interesting. I wouldn't know. I've never tried. Well, let me think of some rhymes, and the theory will be applied. That was so bad. That was really Fuck. bad. Also, Fuck. what? That's no ha- good. I think you Fuck. lied. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, what M- happened? Mordai, to for all his hun- charisma. Mordai, yeah, for uh, all his charisma, is terrible at rhyming. Rhyma, <laughs> what happens if you break your, your contract? <laughs> You gotta leave these long silences in to make an authentic <laughs> experience for the At listener. least one of them. Yeah, At you gotta one. pick the best one. Yeah. I would tell you the outcome, but I can't make it rhyme. It is so horrible. Truly a terrible crime. Okay, that works. Whatever. Yeah, so you'll be uh, killed, I assume, in some horrible fashion. Got it, got it, got it. Total atomic reversal is quite painful. That feels like something from a science fiction TV or show, but I can't put my finger quite on which one. I don't trust Gronk. He is quite baneful. Ooh, that worked. That was good. It was a lazy but very accurate rhyme. Please free me from rhyming. (laughs) It's literal torture. Gorbo Gronk is a tyrant. No joy does he nurture. Oh, that was a stretch, bud. Oh, that was good. No, that one Rymo just rubs its eyes and lets out a sigh. If he hadn't saved us from certain death, I would throw one of my eggs at him. (laughs) Okay, but we need to know, like, wait, Rosalind, I mean, sorry, no, wait, wait, Blaze, he's got, like, some kind of special magic? I thought, like, the handy thing was just normal magic. Isn't that just something magic can do? 
I mean, I don't know. This is just a guess. But uh, when Rosalind and I were rifling through his um, private room, got this neat pocket watch, by the way. Uh, and Blaze holds up Ooh, the, the yeah. pocket watch. Um, um, gives a double thumbs up. Nice. Uh, Rosalind found one of his old journals that mentioned... Um, what was it again that I mentioned, Rosalind? A particular power or finding thing. some sort of wonderful thing. Yeah, it was just it was very vague, but it was a wondrous device that granted him the ability to kind of reach all of his dreams uh, in building the factory and making candy and other devices. Uh, so Wait, you don't like know the a details. device like what we're supposed to be looking for. So a device like the weird shit that we're supposed to be looking for, like the shit we found in Iron Canyon. Maybe. I still think it's Carol. <laughs> Anyways, yes. What were you saying, Rosalind, about looking for, uh, or rather, um, Talon, about looking for like weird this, shit? The, the, the thing we found in Iron Canyon that um that um wait, what did we find? We're supposed to be looking for more I of if, if we come across them. Magical F. Yeah, it was uh, a the- weird magical artifact that you couldn't identify. It was hot and cold at the same time, and made all the hair on your arm stick up. Uh, it was unlike anything you'd ever seen before, and you and took it, it back to Andromeda. Like, and and it made what's his face be able to like make whatever he wanted to, even though he he sucked shit. This is perfectly in character. This is exactly how Talon would talk. He like he sucked shit in inventing stuff, but because of that, he could do do like you know, yeah. half decent whatever. And then you know he stole everything else. But maybe this is like that. Maybe maybe Gorbel Gronk sucks shit, and this is like making him be half decent. That would explain a lot of things. I mean, frankly, this entire factory feels like someone overcompensating. Yeah, he's just sucks shit. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> I only have one way to describe things, and it's sucking shit. <laughs> Gorsh. It is true. Gorbel Gronk does suck shit. I'll take you to the device. I'll take you to it. Hey, Piper, I've got an above table question. Mm-hmm. Can you make a, um, when you're editing this, can you make a file that's just all of your gorsh? <laughs> go, uh, we'll to see get how long it takes me to edit, but sure thing. I'll, I'll try gorsh to have a super cut. I'll have a, a gorsh track gorsh for you. Super cut. Thank gorsh. You. you can put oh, a nice okay. beat under it. Oh god. Yeah, is that what you wanted, Rachel? No. The hot beat of summer 2022. (laughs) No, I want like Darude's sandstorm underneath. Wow, I am not doing Darude's sandstorm, right? The trap remix of our own podcast. Yup. Anyways, take us to the device, Rymo. And thank you for saving our candy behinds. Rymo gives you a little salute. Um, and for helping us out behind enemy lines. Fuck yeah. It is my honor if you'll help me be free. But please make a promise. Please say it to me. We promise. What do you need? We're here for you now. And just so you know, we won't have a cow. Okay, that was worse. That was quite bad, I that have was- not promised you good rhymes. I have not promised you anything. I never I'm just going along with started. the flow. <laughs> that was not bad. I have to admit, it was okay. Definitely not shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to get you to promise that you'll actually free him, basically. Oh, yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I gather. We will that. actually. Free we we you. will. We promise. Listen, we've unionized every. Every worker we've come across, we will free you if that is what you would like. His face, union. <laughs> his face literally lights up when you say that. Um, we'll he's so fantasy excited. OSHA. We'll get fantasy OSHA in here if we don't blow this place to hell. Yeah. They'll set him up with so many fines, he won't be able hey, to walk. Hey, good news. I'm pretty sure that they're also testing drugs in addition to food here, so we can actually get the FDA involved. Alternatively, Ooh, and this is one. just just a casual pitch, just a very casual soft pitch. Y'all can shout me down if you want. We blow the place the fuck up. 
Well, let's get consent from the I workers. I prefer right? that. Let's blow I it I mean, up. if the workers are fine, as long as we get everyone out first. As far as I, I can tell, Rymo's the only worker here besides, like, Carol. Carol, who is not human that we can tell. We don't know what Carol's deal is. Well, what and about the other... Um, which are not alive. Sapien. Yeah, well, what about the other... Hey, uh, hey, hey, you door? can be unalive, but also sapient. Wait, Unalive? No. What is this? TikTok? <laughs> okay, yeah, we would we would have to evacuate the other people who are on the tour. That is important. Not the rich people. No, I want to hey. scam them. I like Bartholomew uh, and Rutherford. Can't you just I want try their money. get in their will? Can you just try to get in their will and then blow them no, up? No, we want not to in the time it would take. We not would like to steal the from them. We don't want to wait around for them to die. Well, Y'all are having this. We blow them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having this as we're going to the thing. Yes, exactly. Uh, Rymo has, like, upon hearing that y'all might blow up the entire factory, Rymo has, like, packed a suitcase with <laughs> his, like, very, very few belongings. It's mostly very dusty union pamphlets Aww. Uh, Aww. that Rymo put together and were never used. Oh, buddy. Uh, and he leads you through the factory. And with Rymo in the lead, suddenly the hallways feel less... Uh, twisty, they feel less uh, disorienting. It's because Rymo knows where he's going, he can lead you on this path that doesn't double back, and all of a sudden, it's like walls are setting into place. You eventually get um, up a flight of stairs, uh, which for Rymo were a little hard as he moves on that one little wheel. I think you may have had to help lift him up them. Oh, we carry him. We carry Rymo on our shoulders. <laughs> a real Rudy moment. Um, you set him back down. And you end up in a very nice lounge. Uh, there's like very plush chairs. There's like a fountain in the middle that has these pink foaming bubbles coming out of it. There are beautiful curtains with views of that same lake that Blaze and Rosalind saw in Gorbo Gronk's room. And in the center of the room, there's a table with golden elixirs. And Rymo looks you all up and down and goes, oh, I saved you from pixies, but you all nearly died. These potions will heal you. You have to simply try. That you know one was what? a stretch, but all right, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Well, we'll lay it Norm- Normally, I don't butt. take food from strangers unless I'm buying it off some some urchin on the street. But... That is a smart. That is a smart policy to have. I believe I will institute that. That is how I turned like this. Has anyone reacted to either Blaze or Roslyn having been turned into candy? I mean, Alan has also turned into a gummy shark. Yeah, I'm. I just kind of over it. Morda is the only one who is not made of candy at this point. Yeah, how did you avoid not getting it turned into candy? I assume there were moments where I could have been turned into candy, but wasn't either by. Oh my god, you could have been turned into the Cruel Aid Man. Yeah. I think somehow I avoided that. There was also a moment involving peppermint spears. I think that my saving throw there may have prevented that as well. Cool. Anyways, Blaze is going to slip one of those golden potions. That would have been sick. But uh, yeah, Mordai also slurps down some of this golden elixir. Yeah. You all. Roslyn does too. (laughs) It's like we all just chug. Absolutely. Shots, Uh... shots, shots, (laughs) shots. Everybody. This golden elixir is actually tequila. (laughs) As the last golden drop leaves the bottles, uh, it is like that scene in Shrek when Fiona transforms into an ogre at the end. You all lift up and light surrounds your bodies and a golden dust spirals around. And as you land back, you are all fully healed and have all of your spell slots back. (gasps) Oh! Oh god, this okay. means we're about to have a major fucking fight. I don't want to do that. It also means that I can actually contribute it to that fight because I have any spell slots at all. Now you're healed, we simply must hurry. Come along now. You all better scurry. Wait, I have an oh, important yeah. question. Are we still made of candy? Yes, you are all still Damn made it. of candy except for <laughs> Mordai, who has so far avoided that fate. You follow Rymo deeper into the factory again. Uh, moving away from that lake. Uh, And eventually you make it to a long hallway with a single door. This hallway is nicer than the others. uh, And you actually see there are like very large tubes 
uh, that seem to shoot off in all directions from this one room, this one door in front of you. And as you approach it, the four of you can read the text on the door. Chocolate Autonomous Remote Operative Legion. Ha! Autonomous Remote Operative Legion. Carol. I knew it! No, you didn't! Wait, no, I was the one saying Carol! I was the one saying Carol! It was Blaze who was saying that it was the Oompa whatever. The 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 Gronkalonkas. If Carol's an AI, then I'm legally obligated to fuck her. <laughs> you're not. You're literally not. I, I you're not though. No, that's true. It's in the it's in the bylaws. Yeah, I'm sorry. I played Portal one too many times, and now if we come across a, a an a female AI, I I have to. It's it's. Um, I signed the contract. You follow Rymo into the room, the Chocolate Autonomous Remote Operative Legion room. It is fairly dark and more mechanical than any other room you've seen. There is a massive metal uh, device on the ceiling to one side of the room. And you watch as this uh, device beneath it spins and like arms and tubes drop from it and spin around. And you watch as they almost 3D print a chocolate form that solidifies into a Carol who drops down a chute and gets suctioned out of a tube. That is horrifying. That's fucking awesome. Uh, there is another door at the end of the room, and you watch as Rymo, seemingly ignoring the Carol station, just kind of waves for y'all to hurry up. Uh, do y'all do anything in this room, or do you just follow Rymo? Uh, oh, is no, there a way to turn off the neurotoxin production? The neurotoxin production? Yep. Is there a way to turn off the neurotoxin production and uh, destroy the uh, turret production line? Uh, You don't see any from this room. Okay, cool. (laughs) I don't like that giggling, Al. I'm sorry. I just replayed Portal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As far as you can tell, this room really doesn't contain anything other than the device that prints these carols. Well, it's kind of like turret production. We should turn it off. We should turn it off. Um, if there's no way like to do a light it here. Switch. Just go click. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't see any way to do it here. Uh, so you follow Rymo, leaving the mechanical room with its green glow. I forgot to mention the green glow. Um, you make your way down a hallway. Uh, it is long. It is surprisingly nice. It's probably the nicest hallway y'all have been down since that first one you came down. Uh, once again, posters of all of Gorbo Gronk's triumphs hang floating. Uh, Blaze, are you still wearing those goggles that let you see invisible things? Yeah, why would I not be? Yeah, I mean, you you never said you took them off. I just realized. Never did. Um, all of you see them floating, except for you, Blaze. Through these goggles, these uh, almost ski goggles that you found in the uh, uh, storage room, you see that these posters, these pa- these um posters and paintings aren't being held up by magic, or at least not directly. Invisible lining the walls are Gronkalonkas holding up these paintings. Oh, fuck no. I'm good. Blaze is going to like just stop dead in their tracks, point up at the posters and go. So um, real quick, the there are there are Gronkalonkas. Uh, holding up those posters. Um, these are magic goggles. Um, I, I am afraid. That's it. You're just afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could attack us. We don't know. I mean, Mordai ripped the face off of one of those things, and we all saw what was underneath. That's fucked up. It was like looking into the void. They're perfect just the way they are. And also, I didn't see what was under the mask, so. Wait, who did see what was under the mask? Ow. I, I, I don't, I probably did, could have seen, but I'm just saying that Talon didn't actually catch a glimpse of it. And therefore, it's just like assuming that um that uh, Blaze is being like racist against whatever the fuck they are. Absolutely. And to chime in as your DM, uh, Mordai pulled the mask off, so he got the best look, but y'all were all, like, gathered around. Y'all had the opportunity to see it, unless you make the decision, like, Talon, that you were looking at something else. Being sad and angsty. Or being sad and angsty. Yeah, that's a valid reason. Well, what are the other responses from the other two? He, 
I was about to say humans. Anyway, Blaze is going to turn to Mordine and be like, I, you know, do, do you want to like borrow the, the goggles? Do you not like. No, no, I believe me, you. Or? I believe you. I believe you. Um, I don't know. Unless you got something you want to do about it, let's keep going. Like. All right, but if they attack us as we walk across the room, then we'll the blow room, them up. We're very good at that. We are also very close to death. No, we're not. We healed to full health. I forgot about that. My dude. <laughs> oh my god. It was like god. five minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Did kill the Grumpalunkas? Yeah, I think that's the choice y'all have to hello? make is what are y'all doing in this hallway? I wave at them. I make a I make gestures at them indicating or where I estimate them to be, indicating that they better stay where the fuck they are, or I will kill them. Um <laughs> all through hand gestures. All through hand gestures, yes. I'm loving this because y'all are gesturing where Goblin, or sorry, where Blaze has told you, but I mean, Blaze, you're the only one who can see the reactions. Yeah, yeah, that's um, great. Yeah, how are they reacting out of curiosity? Absolutely. Well, while Mordai and Talon are going through all these motions, they are, those masks are smiling at you because that's all those masks can do. And they are staring with their hollow eyes. Hate it. Every single one of this long line of Gronkalonkas on either side of y'all are just staring at you. Blaze is deeply unnerved and is going to communicate the fact that they are just staring at us. Through hand gestures. No talking. Um, Just hand gestures. (laughs) Well, how will I? How? Hey, hey, Elf, can you explain to me verbally how one would do that? No, I refuse. Then perish. Actually, you know what? Talon knows sign language, so like that. Well, does anyone else here know sign language? Because I I don't don't think Blaze does. Uh, Hold on, does Blaze know thieves can't? Wait, yeah, Blaze knows thieves can't. We established in a previous episode that, um... Thieves can't and Frontier Sign Language have a fair amount of overlap where it wouldn't be a perfect understanding, but you would be able to communicate. All right, then then Blaze is going to do that. <laughs> now I'm going to use Thieves Can't to be like, they're fucking staring us down, dude. I don't like this. This is bad. I, I nod in perfect understanding while everyone else looks on in total confusion. Yeah, as far as y'all can tell, this is some like a lab to... Uh, Rosalind Morda, as far as y'all can tell, this is like an elaborate game of uh, rock, paper, scissors. Dope, yeah, Rosalind is completely scissors. confused. <laughs> Sorry. Dope. I love rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Rymo, who also cannot see the Gronkalankas, is waving for y'all to continue. We have got to do something about all the things we keep passing. Otherwise, they're just going to come back to bite us. I swear well, to God. If we blow up the factory, then they won't matter anymore. I feel like we're just skipping things, skipping like um, helpful stuff on the way to a boss fight. We are. It's very late. I want us to skip things. <laughs> okay. We we just like very cautiously walk down the hall, hoping that they aren't creeping up on us because none of us can actually tell if they are, except for um, Blaze. Oh yeah, I'm imagining like the Scooby Doo tiptoeing. Absolutely. Absolutely, y'all do that, and nothing happens. These portraits these paintings these posters uh just kind of gently bob up and down um like they did the first time you saw them like they've happened every time and you realize it's because these are um you know gronk that are holding them up they can't hold them perfectly uh and blaze you're the one who sees their stairs just follow you down this long hallway their heads twit basically their full torsos twisting because they are just kind of torso with the mask until you make it to the end of the room And at long last, you arrive at a beautiful set of double doors. And going through them, you arrive at what is clearly a command center. There are consoles with screens uh, all over this front little area. It is a a large glass-enclosed room. Beyond it, there are just endless conveyor belts. You see boxes of candy and presents and those golden eggs from the goose flying by and going up and down and side to side along these conveyor belts all around this glass command center. On the screens next to you, you see the other winners, but they are not how you left them. You see the Sheriff Jinx Aoife 
sobbing and holding a jar that upon closer inspection holds what appears to be a fun-sized peaches, the bugbear deputy. Oh no! That's horrible. You see, you see uh, Bartholomew alone walking through a room, staring over his shoulder and following his gaze over his shoulder. You realize he has a shadow not matching his mo- his movements. Where's oh, that's Rutherford? creepy. Where's Rutherford? An identical shadow. <gasps> oh, no! And oh, you see goodness. weirdly mundane in all of this chaos and magic, a detainment room with a sobbing great uncle Mo. Where's, where's Uter? Oh and God. As if to answer your question, across this command center with Gorbo Gronk beside him, you see a machine with three sets of concentric rings that begin to spin faster and faster, a glow. And as you watch, Uter suspended in the middle of it begins to melt slightly, his form losing its Uterness. Inky blackness covers his face as it drips. His clothes morph around him into a purple hoodie and a smiling mask replaces oh his face. God. Oh my God. Oh my. I knew it. I and that's where we're ending this session. They're Piper. Oh, the machine that did this. Piper. I didn't see this coming. 